Ho, ho, ho. It's episode three of The Seven Dates of Noel on here, Heavy Metal Tones, with your podcast host, Tony Evans, all the way in sunny Canberra and the capital city for Australia. This next episode is veering mildly away, I would say mildly, massively away from the heavy metal genre, but this is, as I said at the beginning, these are my songs that mean and mean to me and what make me. And if you want listening to me in the future, you might get an understanding of where I come from. So, this next episode, this next song was released in 1986 in September. And uh, it is 3 minutes and 34 minutes seconds long. It's uh, on the album St. Julian. And now that you won't mean nothing to you because you don't know what this is. But if you did get it, oh, man, well done. This is the single World Shut Your Mouth by Julian Cope. Now Julian Cope used to be in a, a new wave punk band called Teardrop Explodes um, and uh, this was a big single. This got to um, 19 in the UK at the time. That's quite big, um, you know, fighting for single space and top 10. This is when singles meant something, when album charts meant something, when people went and bought records and bought vinyl and bought cassettes and, and listened to the top 10 and watched Top of the Pops or or whichever country top, you know, Billboard 100 in the US or in Australia, Countdown and, and things like that, when it meant something. Now, you're going to say to yourself, Julian Cope, Tony, what, why? Well, as I said, right at the beginning of my podcast, I have very eclectic and unusual musical tastes. I don't want to be tied down. I love doing a heavy metal podcast. That's me because it's my favorite genre. Um, but it's not something that I want to be only seen as. Something, you know, to grow in music... And to be um, someone different every now and again, you do need to jump out of your box and put that thrash down and listen to something else. And all of my best friends, I like to spend time with Benji, John, Matt, Millsy, Mark. They're all people that like different genres of music. And that I love them for that. So Julian Cope, World Shut Your Mouth. Why is it important to me? Well, okay, firstly, it's a effingly funky and fun song. Lyrically, it's catchy. Um, YouTube it, guys. Please YouTube it. I highly recommend it. Um, I saw it first on top of the Pops with Julian standing on a mic that he had made that has a, a perch. So he st stands on the mic while he's singing. Um, and that really blew my mind. Um, I was really coming through a phase of listening to, uh, at that time, a lot of Paul Simon with um, Graceland's, um, Eric Clapton's... Um, August album, uh, Billy Ocean. I mean, I, I know this is a metal, but I, as I told you, that was another side of my musical taste. And why is it important? Because my father bought me the single. And this is a very big moment in my life, guys. God rest, not God rest, he's still alive. God, pardon me. What I mean is, God bless my father. Because he didn't like music in the house. He's not non-musical. He loves music. He just he would do very long, arduous hours. He'd come home, and all he wanted to do, and let's be honest, was rest in front of the fire, toasting his feet, drinking his tea, and watching Benny Hill or something like that, or Bonanza or some cowboy thing. Okay, so that's fine. And I, you know, it, it, the, at the time, I used to find it very irritating. I couldn't understand why. I now see later in life that yes, I get where he's coming from. Um, and I was watching, uh, the one day he let me watch Top of the Pops, I, I was watching Top of the Pops, and that was on, and I was just like, 
transfix. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. And the rest of the few next few days, I'm just walking around singing, "World, shut your mouth, shut your mouth, put your head back in the clouds and shut your mouth." I couldn't stop singing it. And he went out and went down the road, and he bought me that single. And I still own that single. And it means so very much to me that he went out of his way. And he wasn't a generous man. He is now, but he wasn't a generous man. I mean, sometimes he wouldn't even give a door a bang, right? And it's the truth, right? You know, he couldn't get a Christmas card between his cheeks. He was that tight. Um, he squeaked when he walked, as my father would, my mother would say. But he went and bought me that single. He also bought me the same day an old second-hand copy of Mud's A Tiger Feet. Another one, I didn't put it on the list, but it's in their honourable mentions, um, Tiger Feet. Them feet, them feet, them feet, them feet, them feet, those Tiger Feet. It's a terrible sort of 70s Teddy Boy doo-wop cover song by a band called Mud, which, who are very, very important in that scene. But I love that as well. <laughs> I love that song as well. But really more to me, Julian Cope's song. A, lyrically, it's wonderful. You know, I was a moody teenager, you know, it it, it, it it spoke to me, you know, shut your mouth, just go away, leave me alone, world, I'll deal with it myself. Um, he's a very attractive man, so that also is alluring, you know, not, you know, you mean, you know, just can't take your eyes off it, the same way you couldn't take your eyes off of Duran Duran and things like that. It's just mesmerising as a young boy, and... Um, I love it. I think it got to, you know, 16, which I think was an underrated for the single. It didn't do anywhere else anywhere around the world. The album I've never really listened to. I think I did attempt to buy it later in life, but I thought, well, why would I bother? The single is enough for me. Um, so go out there, look on YouTube, watch it. I'm sure all of you out there have a song that is not heavy, that is something to you, that means something to you because someone did something like one of my very first girlfriend in fact my very first girlfriend gave me the um guns and roses album the spaghetti one um, i don't like guns and roses don't care for them um although i did buy paradise city when it came out because i was at school and it was big uh, but i went and took that back and gave it back to her I played it through once it was on cassette i took it back she was working in the local woolies like the equivalent to uh, a supermarket and i said no nah, not for me Funnily enough, that relationship didn't last. I wonder why there. Maybe my ability, my non-ability to just say thank you and put it aside um, instead of showing her up and embarrassing her at the checkout, <laughs> like I did. Um, you know, the, the hubris of youth. Okay, the hubris of youth. Anyway, um, she liked Marillion, actually. I got her into a bit into Marillion. That was one of my sort of wins there, slightly. Uh, and I took her to see them during the um, season's end tour at Wembley Arena when Stephen Hogarth fell off the microphone, the speaker stacks into the audience. Hilarious moment, hilarious. Anyway, that's me for this one. Uh, please go look for it, have a listen, have a watch. Um, give Julian some time. He's a very talented musician. He's a producer now. He's just a really, really clever, clever man. Um, that's it for me for this episode and we'll see you tomorrow and I wonder what it will be it's going to be a surprise guys but it might be fun ho ho see you tomorrow pour yourself a gin pour yourself a whiskey have a beer have a cup of tea whatever you do see you tomorrow <laughs>